With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, I'm Michaela from Columbus, and I would absolutely recommend 3C. Because the accident wasn't my fault, 3C stepped in to handle the other person's insurance company, so I didn't have to do a thing. While they were fixing up my bumper, they actually fixed up a few of the scratches that were there, and now it looks brand new. I would totally recommend 3C to my friends and family, and I have been. <laughs> 3C Body Shop, the finest in collision repair. My name is Abraham Alexander, and you listen to the Ranger Report podcast. Oh, Ranger Report. Oh, Ranger Report. If you want the inside scoop, listen to the Ranger This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Beachistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at Waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. Yeah, we're both really tired. If you guys haven't been able to know, there's another squeak, man. I've got to work out this puberty thing. Bro, second puberty, man. It's real, real man, real man talk right there. Welcome to the Ranger Report Podcast. You have found us again on the internet. I am Ben Deer. You can find me on the Twitter at BDeeter75. I'm CJ Berryman. You can find me at CJB underscore RR on the Twitbox. And I never do this much. I speak English. I never do that at all. No, you never speak English. And I never do this much, but we do have a Patreon. We'd love you to join. There are bonus podcasts uh, we put up. 
YouTube videos right away of the players we interview. We put up, uh, you get free merch. You get all kind of cool stuff. We have a Discord server that we don't ever use that you can join. So it, it's it's fantastic. We have a buy me a coffee. And of course, we have the shop, speaking of merch, that you guys can go buy stuff at. So everybody Get you a chemo possum shirt and a mug. Yeah, get you a chemo possum shirt and a mug. In fact, I believe there's a mug on the way to one John Moore. So uh, there you go. Yeah, dickhead. Yeah, yeah, your best friend John Moore. He, so. Yeah, he he coined the term, and and I've heard this. Uh, some people ask me, "Do you and John Moore hate each other?" No, <laughs> no, it's actually the exact opposite. He and I have the same humor, and you know we give each other crap, and that's just kind of what we're doing. We're running with it right now. It's it's John Moore one zero. I tried to, in a failed attempt, to sabotage their interview with uh, Taylor Hearn. Yeah. And uh, I was too late. So. I, I was afraid you might be when you told me about that. I was yeah. afraid, afraid because I knew they get on those pretty quick. Yeah, and and John's smart because uh, he won't he won't say who they're going to have until no they ahead have. of time because <laughs> so, that way we, which, we won't be able to sabotage. Which is what we're going to do with our guest tomorrow. We are not saying who it is because no, I don't want not. John to sabotage it. I'm sure he's going to be trying to. Well, no, he's out. He's out. He's on vacation. Yeah, he's on vacation. So John's so. We're safe from John right now. Well, we're still Possibly. not saying who it is. Yeah, but yeah. we're still safe. We're probably safe from John right now. But no, no John, we, we got to watch out. Joke. We got we to watch out for Moon Pie. That's right. John and you kind of joke that, you know, you guys can go after each other because it'd be unprofessional for me and Jeff. But the funny thing about that is you're actually the professional between the two of us. And uh, Jeff's the professional between the two of them. <laughs> it's a it's a unique little uh, little little rivalry, like like a, like what you and I talked about. We're uh, we're not rubbing paint right now. We're drafting at this point. Yeah. So, but I mean, uh, if you think about it, I'm not a professional, but I've been doing the podcasting game for quite a long time. So I am, I guess, more experienced at this than you are at this point. Yeah, at the podcasting game for sure. Yeah, as far as journalism goes, yeah, me and Jeff have you and John. But yeah, um, yeah. and if if you would have told me, you know, two years ago that I'd be, you know, having a little fun feud with John Moore uh, (laughs) of the Texas Rangers baseball podcast and uh, Jeff Wilson, you know, which don't have a feud with Jeff. Uh, Jeff doesn't Jeff doesn't play that game, and neither do you. So I mean, just uh, this is this has been fun. No, but we both enjoy it. I know that. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, y'all just sit back and, and eat popcorn and watch yeah i won't say that jeff and i have talked about it but we have and we enjoy it (laughs) so anyway um no i love jeff and john and on chris all our our bffs here on the show chris the main bff i don't want to i don't want to demote him he's the main bff oh no 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 he is the t-h-a-t-h what (laughs) t-h-e capital t-h-e the Ranger Report BFF. There you go. He is. All right. All the uh, all the money stuff out of the way. Oh, by the way, we are presented by Dallas Sports Nation and brought to you by Waltons, as always. So that ad played off the top. You already heard it, but I like to mention it as we're talking as well. And, of course, thank you to Dallas Sports Nation. It's been a pleasure so far to be on, uh, be on their network. They do a great job of promoting, and they have a great group of writers. You guys know Kane we've had on a couple of times. Yep. And, I mean, just I, I've so far enjoyed our relationship with them. Oh, it's it's been fun. I mean, they're they are they are promoting us as much as we are promoting them, and, and we want to promote them. It's it's, it's a teamwork effort. Uh, it's just you know we 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 all want the same thing, and it's just the same as you know as we talked about with uh, actually Abraham Alexander and how you know yeah you look at those other podcasts and you look at them as competition and we don't i mean yeah. we want to promote each other we want to promote each other and we're, we're so lucky to have dallas sports nation uh, as a partner in this all right let's get to what people are waiting to hear us talk about and i'll 
I'll open up a can that's filled with worms, and then I'll let you talk uh-huh. about it. So, uh-huh. uh, Rob Manfred talked to, to the media. Uh-huh. CJ, what are your thoughts? He's a piece of crap. I kept that clean. I kept nice that clean. Job. Nice um, job. Yeah. Uh, there were some good things that he said, but all he's doing is reporting on what the owners are doing. Uh, and, and then when it got to the open question and open mic stuff, man, he really laid an egg and it just showed how dense he is when it comes to being a commissioner, yeah, commissioner of anything. To me right now, he's probably best served as the commissioner of flushing turds. I yeah. mean, he's he's just he just doesn't I don't think he gets it. I mean, he goes out there and, and gets I, I think it was a question that was asked to him, you know, is it is it? Is it profitable to be an owner these days? And he said, you might as well go play the stock market because, the, the you know, the average return is not very good. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Levi Weaver got on Twitter right when he said that. I mean, Levi was on it. And he said, since 2002, all four of the major U.S. sports leagues have performed better than the S&P 500 companies on the stock market. The return on MLB franchises was 669%. That's above the NFL's 558% and exceeded only by the NBA's 1,057%. Wow. So don't give me that crap. And and you look at the you know look at the salary of uh, Corey Seager. You know that Corey Seager back in the day when George Steinbrenner bought the New York Yankees. Steinbrenner bought the New York Yankees for $10 million. <laughs> In one year, Corey Seager back then could have bought three franchises plus because New York Yankees obviously are high touted. He could have bought five franchises. Yeah. So don't give me that crap. Don't give me that crap at all. Um, yeah, you're right. He just kind of he just kind of talked. He gave he gave some information, which in his prepared statement, which was fine. And he said some some of the right things, some of the wrong things. And then, like you said, when it came to question and answer time, he stuck his foot in his mouth several different times. Yeah, because he doesn't. I mean, he just. I don't know. I, I just don't think all he cares about. And you and I talked off air is is making money and making money for owners. Obviously, yeah. the owners are his bosses. Yes. But my God, he's look on Twitter right now and look at all the jokes and all the all the bitching and all the moaning about how Rob Manford is killing the game, which he is. He is. And he could totally, totally fix this right now by lifting the lockout because they don't have to. I mean, it's not it's not a situation where we have to get this deal done or we don't play baseball because of the CBA. No, they can negotiate during the season. They're trying to put the foot on the throat of the players, and I'm, I'm proud of the players for standing up for what they believe in and what they're fighting for, which is not astronomical. They're not asking for the moon. They really aren't. No. So I, I, that guy is just I, – I cannot believe this. I cannot believe that a worse commissioner would come along and, and uh, you know, Roger Goodell was putting his foot in his mouth there for quite a few years, and then Rob Manford came along and said, hold my beer. Yep. Yeah, he's so, definitely – He's definitely taken the cake as the um, as the worst commissioner in all of sports right now, and and I don't know if it's in history. I have to do some research before I say he's the worst in history, but he's the worst in baseball. That I mean, I know a lot of people didn't like in our uh, lifetime. Yeah, he, in our you know, lifetime, you know, a lot, a lot of people didn't like Bud Bud Selig, but uh, he was definitely a lot better than Rob Manfred. Yeah, Rob Manfred's just trash. Yeah. It's just, I mean, like I said, commissioner of flushing turds. I mean, that's so, where he belongs. Flush so, the toilet and yep. shut up. So a couple things they talked about. One 
is they they are going to go with a universal designated hitter, so that's going to change pitching in the National League quite a bit. And he which also I'm happy said, with. which I also like, they eliminated draft pick compensation. So now that means once the if if it's if it goes into place with that, once the lockout is over, the Rangers could take anyone without having to pay a draft pick. Is that correct? Correct, because um, that would go into effect immediately. But the, yep. the the big question is, would that be retroactive to prior to the agreement? Which I don't think it will. No, because that uh, agreement was still in place when the Rangers right. picked up the other guys. Yeah, right. So I don't think I think the Rangers are still going to lose their first and second round pick for the uh, Seager and Simeon signings. Yes, but that does open the door for another big signing if in if 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 that goes through. And I think that's what the players want and the owners want as well so well, apparently yeah the owners have now said that they're okay with that and that's a huge thing because that means they are making okay one thing i want to say they are making headway i know it seems depressing and it seems down but they are making headway. players had a meeting this evening and they came out of it encouraged saying they think that they're getting closer to a deal they're having a meeting on saturday and we'll talk about that one next week hopefully we'll talk about baseball coming back next week Hopefully, uh, yeah. That, that everything's going to hinge on Saturday. Um, yeah, it'd be nice if if sometime over the weekend, like Saturday, progresses towards something. I know that revenue sharing is a big, big part of this. Yep, that's that's probably the biggest thing now holding things up. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes, and also the the raise of of the minimum minimum salary floor, and and. I, I'm proud of the players for this too. The guys that are getting paid, they don't have to do this, you know. Yeah. They're making their money, but they're wanting the guys that are coming up to get compensated properly. Yeah. So they're wanting to get the, you know, and it's not huge. I mean, you're willing to pay Corey Seager what three hundred twenty-five million dollars? Yeah, you can give a living wage to someone in the minors. Yeah, you can get raising the raising the salary floor another hundred, two hundred, three hundred k, whatever it is that the uh, the players are asking for. That's not that bad if you're willing to. That pay a guy $325 million over 10 years, you can raise the salary floor for, for, for the young guys just a little bit. Well, and the big thing for me is they've cut out the amount of minor league teams that each franchise can have, so now they have less players. So it would only make sense that they would give them more money. And I also really like the housing thing that they're trying to do. Yeah, that way they're not having to do uh, – they're not having to have host families and, you know, got got four guys living in the basement of somebody's house. Now, let's not pretend that these are bad houses and they're living in a basement of, you know, the slums or nothing like that. They're – I mean, they're they're very nice houses and and the people take care of them. But, I mean, when when you're spending – I mean, how much of the season, how much of the year with the same people every single day, not just on the road but at home – yeah, I mean, if there's 120 games, you know, in the minor leagues, say that's 60 ga- 60 home games, you know, that's a that's a lot of time in someone's house. Yeah, I mean, and when do you get you your alone time? And I mean, just just your yeah. peace and quiet time to yep. just sit there. I mean, some guys, you know, like me, I'd want to just sit there and watch TV sometimes and kind of unplug. Yep. But you can't do that because you got teammates around it. You know, and everybody wants to talk baseball and, and this and that, and it's just you know, I, I understand how some guys could get maybe burned out a little bit. Uh, by that, so uh, hopefully that that gets worked out. It sounds like that's going to get worked out as well, where yep. they don't they don't have to do that anymore. Um, yeah, you got so. Brock Burke running around stabbing at people. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. That was the best story that they've had on the Texas Rangers baseball podcast so far. Was oh. that or uh, David Wenzel losing part of his finger as a kid? That was a pretty good one too. <laughs> yeah. But the Brock Burke thing gets me every time. John always brings it up, and it gets me like you know I couldn't imagine a roommate that would get up and start yelling and like punching the wall, and you know that that wouldn't be fun. 
Well, that's what I do now, but that's just because I have PTSD from my military thing. Well, but, yeah, that makes sense, you know. But, uh, but yeah, no, not a. Not I just a, wake not up. Young I just wake up crying. So. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, you know that's that's being a teacher in America today. But that's that's uh, that's aside. Let's <laughs> let's keep talking about baseball. So uh, anyway, but no, some good things like we said that the Universal DH. I've always kind of wanted that. I kind of like the difference in the National League and the American League. Like we'll never have a fun moment again. Like the first homer that you Darvish hit, where he was as surprised as everybody else. That was awesome. Yeah, my my contention on that though is how often does that happen? I yeah, mean, that's what I'm saying. So the reason once a so- week. The across reason it was the entire so awesome. League. Yeah, the reason it was so awesome is it's so rare. Yeah, Bartolo Colon is another one that comes to mind when he jacked. That one was hilarious. That one was great because it took him like ten years to get around the bases. Yep, it did. It took him a really long time. He was the was, the, the anti uh, Adam. Was it no? What was his name? Adam Rosales. Yeah, anti Adam Rosales. Yeah, Adam Rosales was like at home before the ball landed in the stands. Yeah, and and Bartolo Colon was eating a cheeseburger on the way around. Yeah, on his way to first. Mm-hmm. Best one I ever saw, and this is a total side note, but we're always good at getting off track, um, was Manny Ramirez hit a home run to right field, and he was just watching it. It was so beautiful. He dropped his bat. He crossed his arms. You know, he posed. And then it hit the top of the wall, and they threw him at it first. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That one was funny. <laughs> and Elvis, of course, uh, hitting one, and he thought that was gone. And oh, that, that's a best, one slow of the best Beltre on the Elvis moments. Oh, yeah, Beltre was on him before. Like, he turned around, and he knew it. Elvis knew it. And then he yep. scored, and then Beltre just has his arms crossed, yep. just sitting and there in the dugout. And wouldn't he talk just, to him for a few minutes. Nope, nope. <laughs> that was great. That, that was some super- As you can tell, CJ and I are getting a little encouraged. I think baseball is actually on its way back. It's closer. Um, my thing is, and here's here's something that uh, Evan Grant brought up too, is if you only have a month of spring training, you're going to have to extend the rosters to like 28 players, I think, for the probably the first month of the season because yep. it's not going to be fair to those guys, especially the starting pitchers that have not had a chance to really ramp up. And we talked to Taylor Hearn. We had him on the podcast, and he talked about the difficulty of doing that coming out of the pretty much a tandem long relief role, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Where he's throwing what we'll say forty to sixty pitches, thirty to six, thirty to thirty to fifty. We'll call it thirty there to fifty go. pitches each each one of his outings. And and he talked about whenever he became a starter, it took it was hard for him to ramp up to a true starter, true starter stamina. And and that's a guy that's sitting there, he's pitching consistently. I mean, they had days where they just said, You're gonna pitch today. He knew what he was going to pitch, and you knew how many pitches he was going to throw. Well, you know, and your average baseball fan that watches April 1st through, you know, October, don't I don't think a lot of people really realize what it takes to get ready to pitch in a regular season. I mean, there's, oh, yeah. there's a reason spring training is six weeks long. It's not just because, you know, they won all those extra games and all that. It's those guys need that to work their arms up. Batters need it to get their timing down. Fielders need it to get those reps back in their head, where they stand, all that. I mean, it's not... It's not just so. I think, obviously, I mean, there's absolutely no way spring training won't be cut short if they want to start the season on time because there's no way spring training starts on time. Right. No, it's it's going to be cut short for sure. And so if it's a month long, you're going to have to at least give all teams the opportunity to extend the rosters by a couple players. That way you can have, you know, it, you're going to see a lot of tandem roles, I think, across yep. the league yep. to start the season so that guys can get ramped up and then you know, come the second month of the season – you can you know you can start unleashing everything and everybody everybody's going to be playing like normal but you're 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 risking injury if you don't do that is my concern and and player health right now especially coming off something like this 
is 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 paramount. You need your yeah. your stars healthy. You need, I mean, guys that are upcoming stars or guys that aren't stars that might be. I mean, you know, whatever the case, the health of the players right now is paramount coming into this season because this is not a good look on baseball, and people are getting turned off to it. Yeah, and of course, all this is pending on us. We're talking about you know starting it and all that that they actually come to an agreement soon. Just because it looks encouraging, it's looked encouraging before when they met a few days in a row, and then of course they asked for a mediator and things fell apart. So, and Rob Manfred still says some pretty, I guess, hurtful things would be the best way to say it about the about the players' union today in his in his comments. And so they're still, I mean, they're not. I wouldn't say that I'm. I'd guarantee they're going to go in Saturday and work out a deal. I think they still have some work to do. Well, they need to get his ass away from the table, one. Well, yeah. Just tell him to sit outside and let us talk. Yeah. Just sit outside. Just don't. Don't even do your job. Just sit away. Just get away. And uh, the owners and the players need to sit down. And, I mean, he said something today that really ticked me off, that they, they've been working very hard and they understand the importance of, you know, how detrimental it would be for the season to be cut short. Bull crap. You had six weeks, yeah. and you made one offer. Yeah, and now – One. Well, and I think uh, – honestly, I think one of the reasons that offer is coming Saturday from them that they said was coming is because of how hard the public uh, opinion swayed toward the players. Oh, yeah, and I mean they should. They need to listen to the fans, and they need to listen – the players are coming out. And, I mean, could you imagine 1994 if the players had social media? Yeah. But the uh, thing it, is, in 94, most people sided with the owners. They did. You know what I'm saying? Did. This time, the owners probably don't like the fact that, you know, the majority of people are siding with the players during this thing. Now, I, I mean, I think both sides have made mistakes, but I think that the players are more in the right here than the owners, to be sure. Well, yeah, and, and they're they're trying to protect the integrity of the game and, yeah. and all that good stuff and, and try to build it. Build the game to get more people involved, more more fans involved, and the owners are just like, nope, we want to do status quo, or worse, you know, is what it sounds like, and that's not going to work. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think it's just, and I'm not saying I don't think all owners are bad people. You know, I'm not. Gonna no, say, I'm not going to say I don't think Rob Manfred's a bad person because right now I do. No, I don't. But, I just, I just think he's a terrible commissioner. Yeah, I just think he's he, not. He's not. He's not. He's not doing a real good job. I mean. From crisis to crisis, there's been a few this year. I start actually starting back with COVID, and I don't think he's handled any of them well. COVID, and then the Atlanta thing, which yep. I loved the fact that he had to hand yeah the that Braves. trophy over the to the Braves. Braves. I wow. loved it. Hopefully, you didn't hear my voice there, did you? Apparently, you I went you- I went through puberty while I said Braves. <laughs> I went Braves. I don't know what happened. I was about to say, are you going through puberty on us? Yeah, apparently, again. I don't know. I don't know. Second I, I promise, puberty. I promise I still have my beard. I didn't shave it, so that's not what <laughs> I still look like a chemo possum. All right, here, I'm going to start talking like this. All right, guys. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just going to sit here and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of that's probably going on the intro before the show. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think I think – I do think they're moving in the right direction. I do think progress will be made Saturday. I don't think a deal will be reached on Saturday. I don't think so either. And I, honestly, I think if, if a deal gets done, and they're, they're going to hurry it, but I think spring training might actually be three weeks long. I think it's going to take at least another week, to be honest. Yeah, it's this not is gonna, just my opinion. Gonna, I don't. I don't know quick. anything. Yeah. No. yeah, I don't know anything from any. You know, we're 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 reporting what we're talking about is what our guys have told us yeah. and what they're telling everybody else. So we don't have any inside information because they're 
they're limited. Everything's mum right now. Yeah, I so, mean they can't they can't the players can't say a word about it and the owners can't say a word about it. So the whoever their sources are can't really talk about it to them. So our sources can't talk to their sources. At least yeah. our sources. Sources. Empty. It's a source battle. And it's a everybody's source battle. just everybody's just sitting on their hands. Really. But we will uh, we will let you know as soon as breaking news happens with that on the twit box and uh, on, on Facebook. the twit box. And we will probably do an emergency podcast when a deal is made. Probably. Let's that's the, let's just go ahead and say that's that's highly likely. Yeah, that the goal is to to rush in and do an emergency podcast as soon as the deal is made and we have uh, information on when spring's going to start, when the season's going to start, and we'll get that to you guys as fast as possible. First on Twitter, and then we'll have a conversation here about it. And uh, we might try to get somebody on. I don't know who, but you know, it just depends on how busy they're going to be busy that day. So the odds are probably it's just going to be you and me. Well, that's fine. I mean, people are going to have to just suffer. Yeah, they're going to suffer through a podcast with just you and me. We don't do many of those anymore because we've had so many awesome guests over the last six weeks. And we won't be tomorrow, but we're not saying who. Oh, and by the way, I wanted to thank everybody out there that listens. We had our, I mean, to say our biggest month ever in January is an understatement. I mean, you guys blew away the numbers of any month we'd ever had. In fact, we tied a three-month average with January. Yes, and that's during the lockout. So and that's during the lockout. That's yeah. that's baffling to me. And man, I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again: so much love comes from us to y'all. Uh, it, this this does not happen without y'all, without the listeners, um, and without without Ben's dedication to this. Because I mean, he went through some rough years there. But and I um, yeah, hundred percent guarantee. You know, I can just tell you right now, it had nothing to do with Matt Hicks and Jacks Biggers and Blaine Krim, and you know, it had nothing to do with that. It was just you and me. We brought in all the listeners. Oh yeah, yeah. None of those, none of those players and media people. They didn't have anything to do with that. And I nah. forgot Jared Sandler and you know, everyone else we've had on. No, that had nothing. To do Ricky Venasco. Nah. Yeah, no, it had nothing to do with any of those guys. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. Nope. But no, honestly, we do thank you guys. We do this because we love it, and it's just a, a bonus that you guys are enjoying it as well and listening in the. The numbers that you are, you are really, really blowing us away with how many people are downloading and listening to this podcast. That's actually why Ben wakes up in the middle of the night crying. Yeah. It's, it's not because of a teacher, because it's, he's proud of how, how far we've come. Yeah, I wake up happy crying. I can't believe <laughs> that I went from, you know, my mom listening in 2018 to, uh, and not even every week, to uh, now, <laughs> now the full amount of people we have listening to this show. No, this has been this has been amazing. I mean, it, it just doesn't matter who we get on. We're busting 200 listens an episode. Yep. It's, it's just fantastic. It's well, great. Like we said, you know, I think I've gotten several tweets. I know you've gotten several tweets. I've also gotten messages saying how much people are enjoying getting to know these prospects that we've had on. Right. And because right. normally, normally that wouldn't be a big deal because you'd be talking Major League Baseball. Like I, w- I went back and listened to some of our episodes before spring training last year. All we're talking about is the upcoming Major League season. So this year we can't talk about that. So I think I think we are going to try to stick to a half and half where we cover the minor leagues half the time and the majors half the time. Well, I'll say this about last last spring training too: is we didn't have a, a 2020 season in minor leagues, so we had no idea no. what things were going to look like. That's so true. Uh, this is now we're more prepared, and we we've, we've covered the minor leagues up and down, as y'all know, the the listeners, up and down, and we have a very good idea of who's going to be where and, and who to watch and and all that good stuff. So I'm I'm very excited for this upcoming season. Oh, and by the way, just to let everybody out there know, just you can be disappointed with us. Our numbers would have been way better. We had a fantastic interview that we recorded. Oh yeah, with Victor Ben, Rojas. Ben. But uh, we 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 didn't get it down. 
recorded correctly and we lost it and uh, we we, we well, hey this is a team effort buddy. <laughs> that's true it's true that's you know, true <laughs> you never heard that lady's voice you should have known something was wrong uh, yeah, I should. I don't know. That was a great interview with Victor, and I'm I'm so glad that he laughed it off. Yeah, I was gonna was say funny. his response to me was, "Oh man, I gave you my best stuff," which made me laugh really hard. So. <laughs> but anyway, with that being said, the most awesome thing is he has agreed with me to come on uh, the a couple days before Frisco opening day. So we will yeah. have him on right before minor league season kicks off. Uh, and I'm sure between now and then, we're gonna have a ton of minor leaguers on during minor league camp. Obviously, we've told you guys we're not going to camp because they're, we don't still don't know when it's going to start, so we couldn't do the ticket thing, couldn't get sponsors. But we will be talking to as many minor league players as we can between we'll now be in and there. open yeah. of the season. We will be there uh, digitally. We will Zoom it up with all those guys. Yes, sir. We will. We are going to do our best, and we will be in there because uh, we certainly feel like we've we've built a a little bit of a network in there in the minor leagues, and 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 some of the guys like us, believe it or not. Uh, but <laughs> so we, we're looking forward to that and getting some of those some of those guys on, and looking forward to getting Victor back on. That was so funny, yet so aggravating for both of us. We were both mad. I wasn't mad at you, but no, I uh, was mad at me. Yeah, you were mad at you, but uh, and I I just kind of talk you down because yeah, it was such a good like it was such a good interview is what really yeah. irritated me like had it gone badly and like there was a clip in there that i was so looking forward to stealing to put out on uh you know to make fun of us and like you know we never got it yeah you well, were asking him a question and just like i always do you got a little tongue-tied and you called yourself out and then victor called you on calling yourself out <laughs> <laughs> he goes way to call yourself out there cj <laughs> I wanted to use that. I, so, Victor, I wanted to use that so bad, but now it's gone. Well, I mean, as a longtime professional broadcaster, you know he's tripped over a word or two in his day. Oh yeah, he. It's it's so good that he understood and he just laughed it off and was like, okay, you know, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, that was funny, but but anyway, so yeah, you guys will never get to hear that. We could recreate it, but um, no, I'm not going to do that. So we could try. We could call him and ask him to come back on just to recreate that one moment. <laughs> I'm sure he'll take my call on that one. Yeah, I'll be like, what? No, <laughs> we. We can maybe recreate it later because I'm sure I'll get tongue tied again. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we will. Rec- I mean, if not you, I'll definitely do it. But like <laughs> I said, still the best ever for me was Mickey Spagnola of the DallasCowboys.com. When I threw up a softball question, his response was, Well, that's a really stupid question. <laughs> like, thanks, Mickey. Thanks. Thanks for thanks for hitting that one out of the park, buddy. Mickey swatted you away like the kid. Dude, Mickey, though, though, Mickey is just blunt and straightforward, which is why, uh-huh. which is why when I did that show with Nathan, we always love talking to him. Because again, if I did something stupid, like Nathan loved it, because you know, he would immediately call me out. Nathan, the professional journalist, always had great questions, and I came up with this crap. You know, and but like I said, it was this is a long time ago. Romo was playing, and it was a question about Romo's health being important after he'd had that back surgery. And the way I worded it, you know, was basically like saying, "Will it be bad for the team if he's not healthy?" That's not what I said, but that's kind of what I implied. And he's like, "Well, that's a really stupid question." He's like, "You better yeah. come, you better come and Mickey with some better shit." Than his, that. Yeah, his answer was, "Yeah," and that was all he said. <laughs> So, yeah, I let Nathan ask, like, the next three questions while I recovered from that. <laughs> while you wiped your tears away. Yeah, while I, while I like, re- regathered up my pride off the floor and tried to piece it back together. It was like a thousand-piece puzzle at that point. Which is, oh, why I love, which is why I love podcasting, because, you know, now everyone gets to hear me sound like an idiot instead of just the people in my general circle. Yeah. All right, well, let's, let's circle the wagons all the way back around to Ranger stuff. 
I wrote our first article on Dallas Sports Nation about some trades for Isaiah Kiner-Falefa in case the Rangers decide to move him once the lockout is over. And I'm 50-50 on whether I want him moved or not. I don't know if they should. I think they should wait and keep him as a utility guy. And also, I think he might start at third still, but, you know, I'm starting to wane on that opinion. I don't know because Young did so good at all levels of the minor leagues. I don't know that the Rangers are really going to have to wait on him. And, you know, that's another rule I'm interested to see if they change the extra year of serviceability if you wait to bring a guy up. So we'll see what happens with all that. But I wrote that the Rangers, three teams, I did some research on teams that need infield help. And the three top ones I came up with were the Yankees, the Tigers, and the Cardinals. And it was kind of fun to write, but I even went back and forth to someone on Twitter saying, I don't know that it's a good idea right now to trade him because his trade value may be higher at the All-Star break. Well, and, and you, did a, man, you did a fantastic job on this. You did a whole lot of research and put a whole lot of words into that. How many was it? Like it was 1,200? Yeah, 1,200 words, I think. Um, and, and my thing is, it, it just depends on Josh Young, to be honest. Well, and, and what happens after uh, this deal finally gets settled with the, uh, the yeah. collective bargaining agreement. But, because um, I still think there's a trade at first base that might happen. I'm, yeah, I'm starting I, to get, I still um, think that could happen, too. Especially <coughs> with no draft compensation attached. Yes, um, a trade or a signing. Uh, there's so many things that could happen. So everything is right now so up in the air. But I like what you did here. Uh, because if you look at what the infield situation could look like, that so say, you know, they go into into spring training and they have the you know Isaiah kind of for left is still there, Andy Abanias is still there, and you know Josh Young goes and tears it up. Well, what are wh- who are the Rangers going to value more, Andy Abanias or Isaiah kind of for left? And now think about this. Obviously, defensively, Isaiah kind of for left is far superior. Yeah, far superior defensively. Uh, however, Andy Ibanez is, is the is the bigger threat at the plate. Yep. So that's where the Rangers have to make their decision, and I think their decision is going to come in the form of IKF has two more years of controllability and this two years of arbitration. I don't have this in front of me. Dang it, I should have it, but I don't. Um, I don't believe that I. Andy Abanez accrued a full season last year. He now not, that could no. change. Okay. So that means the Rangers have him for six more years, and that's three pre-arbitration eligible years. So there's a team that might be out there needing a starting shortstop, second baseman, third baseman, whatever. Yep. And they need them to kind of lead the team forward. And it might be on a team that, that is that is less successful, but – uh, that are just kind of needing needing a filler for a couple of years while a young guy comes up. I mean, there's just so many opportunities there, and he's such a good utility infielder as well. The answers will start immediately. The answers will start yes. coming immediately. But I like mean, I everybody's just you, when that paper is signed, every GM is going to be on the phone less than thirty seconds mm-hmm, later. Because mm-hmm. there's every still eighty five, about eighty five percent of uh, free agents still available. Correct. And still so just out there. And then you're gonna have trades and trying to open up roster spots. The Rangers yep. have a 40 man roster roster jam right now. They do. So it's gonna be so. Josh Young is I, not even on the 40 man right now. No, no. So that's the interesting thing is, I mean, it's just all gonna depend on what happens. Yeah. It's just it. And it also all depends on if we're going to have a Rule 5 draft or not. Yes, because that's going to determine uh, – Yoel Pozo, by the way, is Rule 5 eligible as well. Yeah, uh, and, I confirmed. and of course we talked about uh, – Bubba, Bubba Thompson, Thompson and Jake, Jake, Jake Latz. Yep. 
who's, who's one of my favorites, Jake Latz. Bubba Thompson also is one of our favorites. Yes, he is. Um, I'm, I'm talking from the pitching side. Oh, yeah, but Jake Latz, I would hate <laughs> to see him go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, he made one one appearance and he looked good. Yeah, yep. gave up four home runs in his first start, whatever. He looked good in command. So did Cliff Wasn't. Lee on his first Ranger start. <laughs> see? <laughs> and so did, so did Kyle Gibson at the first start of the 2021 Yeah, but that season, was in right? one inning, so that wasn't so great. <laughs> well, that's one thing again. I'll say it again. We are nothing if not humble on yeah. this podcast. We will I mean, admit when we are wrong. When you write down as many words as I have over the past 20 years with no training, you're going to say some stupid stuff every now and then. Nah, you're, you've, you've come a long way. I, trust me. Trust yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting some uh, journalism tips from a professional. I won't say who that is. Who? Uh, CJ Who's Raymond, that? But oh, getting no. some tips Who's on, that guy? on becoming a better – I mean, I've become a better writer. Now I'm getting tips on becoming a professional writer. Yeah, well, I mean, I got a degree did about did quite a few years doing it, so might as well yeah. spread, the, spread the wealth. Yeah, help this poor old uh, – spread, spread, spread the one cent. Help this redneck journalist get good. <laughs> <laughs> you you getting learned pretty good. I'm getting learned. <laughs> All right. On that note, I think it's time to wrap this sucker up. Yeah, I think we're tired. While we's getting learned. Yeah, we're both really tired. <laughs> if you guys haven't been able to know, there's another squeak, man. I've got to work out this puberty thing, bro. Second puberty, man. It's <laughs> real, real man, real man talk right there. <laughs> I think I just found the intro to the show. <laughs> All right, well, if you're still with us, God bless you. Thank you very much. Yeah. We will talk to you guys, well, really soon with someone other than just us. Deuces. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com. <laughs>